Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. <laughs> he is subdued, subtle Bob Galen. No, 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 I'm not that subtle. You're not? I'm not subtle. Oh, you know what I was doing over the weekend? Diane and I went to a craft fair in Greensboro. Yeah. And guess what I put on the radio? Uh, a Metacast. What? I put it, yeah, yeah, I was listening to a Metacast. I was listening to one of our one of our recent Metacasts. And you know what? I got chastised. You'll love my wife. I don't right? believe it. My wife chastised me. She Ge- did. Guess what she chastised me about? She said, Bob, you talk too much. Exactly. <laughs> she said that. She said, that poor Josh doesn't get a word in edgewise. <laughs> and I'm like, holy sh- holy crap. I can't wait to see her and give her a big hug. Oh, no. She was, and she was serious. I'm like, are you serious? And I know like, she was serious. I know. Trust me. I know. She's like, well, I guess she's against, she's like, I guess someone has to be overpowering the other person. It's like, thank you, Diane. <laughs> so I now, really can't wait to see her. Yeah. So now I'm like this dominant overpowering <laughs> ogre on the Medicaid. <laughs> Uh, she it made I I don't know it made me feel sad. It so, did. So I'm going to try. Yes, I don't want to. You have so you're so thoughtful. Am I? Yes, wow, you are. So kind you, of you. you you are thoughtful. So I'm, I'm going to endeavor. Well, it's, I have to it's be. my I New Year's. My speak, after, so I have to think. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't I just I just threw your bone. <laughs> don't and then he's hit me in the head with it. <laughs> just, so my wife, yeah, she stuck up for you. I'm I I was speechless. Well, not for yeah, very right. long. Yeah. <laughs> not for very long. But so, what's our topic today? Well, Josh? our topic on the fiftieth mm. Metacast. Woo! Yeah, yes. zero, the half century. It's, it's doing it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Shake yeah. and bake. Yeah, pretty astounding. So, anyways, our topic is getting back to the roots of Agile. We talked about in our last Metacast. That we believe that Agile has jumped the shark, and that it's become oh, jumped the shark, jumped the shark, yeah, not the porpoise, not the porpoise, not, not like not, not like mishandling the porpoise, no, no, not like that at any. Oh, way. it's a shark. That's right. And it was a Happy Days episode where yeah. Fonzie jumped the porpoise or something. Yeah. That has become almost too mainstream, and in that, it's lost its way in the world. So, at the end of the last minute cast, we talked about what we thought we could do. So one of the things we wanted to get back is really the essence of Agile and what it really truly is. So that's this that's this Metacast. That's this Metacast. And and you know we did this a, while, a few Metacasts ago we talked about a toolbox. Yeah. But even that was sort of what that was contrived. It's yeah. like a toolbox with these special tools they're in and they're out. Yeah. So we're boiling it down to what you and I think the essence of agility is. Yes. The simplest possible thing that could oh my god, I've heard that before. The simplest possible thing that could work. Yeah. Okay, cool. Do you want to tee one up? Do you have one? No, because you started talking. Oh, damn it! Come on, no, I'm. I'm you I have started, to honor my wife. And then I started to disagree. And like, well, no, wait, we should record this. So. Okay, well, that was what, what I forget. So I, I have a Swiss cheese thing up here. So you so have I, to. Yeah, I know. So I started off by talking about we should just not even mention any of the buzzwords. Don't even say stand up. Don't say. Uh, retrospective don't say whatever like strip all that stuff that are like the five things when somebody says agile and they define it they throw out these buzzwords Um, so I said well we shouldn't even we should fight to not even say those words and then you mentioned well the concept of a stand-up adds value and what's it really about and I don't think the word stand-up is really a bad thing right I don't think it is I just was trying to take a hard approach of let's try and define agile without using any of the top five terms that are used so let's but then that puts such constraints on us I might not be able to communicate so right. why don't we why don't we just say what's on our mind the the premise is the simplest possible thing that works 
And if we want to berate each other about buzzwords, we, oh, can, yeah. we can do that. Okay, right? good. So, I plan on that. So why don't you tee one up? So stand up. So Do you want to tee that one up? No. So, no? I wasn't even going there. Okay. I, so my, my approach was um, I wrote an article, oh gosh, probably a couple of years ago now about what, what I view Agile as is I view it as a spotlight that shines a light on your problems. And then what you choose to do with those problems is up to you to actually respond to them. That each of the ceremonies, like the stand-up and the review and everything that goes along with that, the goal is to help you see what's going wrong sooner and facilitate the communication to actually do something about it. So transparency is is that a, a don't oh he's going to smack me around because I used a buzzword but like make your make your progress and your issues make everything transparent and then beyond that react to it yeah like pay attention to it react yeah there's to lots it. of people that might be transparent about you know, it I sort of buy time. that right it's like you know the stand up is one is a ceremony for that it's not bad yeah uh, what's planning is there's there's things that you can do like sprint demo is part of that we right. may want to keep that. But, but at the end of the day, they're, they're, they're all mechanisms to make people talk about the problems. Okay. That's, that's to me, that's like, that's the money shot, right? Like, I'm just kind of giving it away that... So where are that, we? Where that's are we? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Is it just talking about problems? So it's progress, too. It's like, well, yeah. it's working code. So are you separating working code? You're talking about, we're making progress... We're transparent with the progress, and if we run into a problem, we deal with it because we, we, we look it in the eye. Yeah. Okay. All right. What about, like, working code? Is that is that something? I think that's... I think non-working code is one of those problems that is identified. Okay. So you're really super generalizing. Yeah. This, um, I'm trying to say, hey, this that, that really... So this could be a really short... It could, cast. like, we're done. Yeah, like, I, that's what I'm feeling like we're done. Right? It's like, exactly. It's, you know, smoke them if you got them. And we're, we're out of here. Uh, so, uh, okay. But, yeah, so... so, so See, I'm not going to buy... I'm, I'm not going to go terribly to the work. I, I see your logic. I, I'm, I'm almost there. But I'm, I'm still... I like that notion of working code. I like the notion that the customers should look at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they should... If they're not paying attention to ev- everything else... Because we could water it down, and you know, if they're not paying attention to the burn down that's right. not burning down, well, we can tell them, we can bring it to them rather right. than that it being, you know, self-explanatory. Uh, I, I like the notion of like working code, and they come in and they look at, you know, these guys have worked hard to, you know, give something to me, and I need to pay attention to it. Is it what I expected? Right. Uh, so I, I see it's categorized in the general sense, but I still like this notion of a demo. A periodic demo. I'm not caught up on how long it is, or who does it, or anything like that, or who what the script is. Right. But a periodic demo where the team shares their their progress in code and problems, right, right. with their customer, with their so, whoever's so, paying the bills. So to bring in the super buzzword, your minimum viable product for Agile. What is it? I would I would want a demo to my client. I would want a periodic demo to my client. I get the fact that you're saying that's under the, the banner of what? 
handling problems and transparency. Right. But I would I would like to, to sort of pull that out and say we do demos okay. around here as well to clients and clients get up off their desks and they come in and they engage the team. Yeah. And they give the team they sign off. Yeah, they actually give feedback. They, they give feedback. There's there's they don't just sit there and nod or they don't sleep or they don't yell or or berate. They're sort of engaged. It's, right. It is a place where they get they get in, you know, they're in with the team. Yeah. So I would I would embellish it that way. I would just expect I'm not going to write that down. I just expect them to be real, and right. they, they get they be real with their team, right? Who's who's doing the work? I mean, the teams aren't doing the work for for an amorphous being. They're doing the work for customers, right? Right. What else? Do uh, you have anything else? So the, so this, this is the shortest medication. No, it's not. Trust me, we'll find it. You'll find a way to stretch it out. No, Diane. Diane made me feel like crap. She's like, man, that poor Josh. And, and anytime someone is, you know, anytime I hear the words "poor Josh," you pour in Josh in the same sentence. It's like, holy crap! What was what's happened there? So stand-ups, right? Like you mentioned that those add value. Would would it be stand? Because you're right. Because we talked about the toolbox, and we did like a. Like a four-part. We were buzzwordy, and yeah. we were it, we were overbearing. Yeah. It, it wasn't wrong, but it, it it was not simple. It was not. It was contrary to the essence of agility, right? right? Now, now the team. I mean, having the team talk, right? Let, let me throw this up. I I think co-location is something that's important, mm -hmm. right? I want the team to sit together. Uh, and you, nowadays you hear all this, I hear all this BS when I'm out in the real world, people, we're finding excuses to get away from core agile. Like we have distributed teams, so we can't do this, we can't have a stand up, people are working from home. There's all this, I, and I get that, but I wanna peel all of that away and say, you know what, shut up. One of the core things that you do is what? You, you collaborate as a team. Right. You talk to each other, you look each other in the face, whether it's a video face or, or any face, yeah. and you have face-to-face -face communication. Yep. Would you buy, and I think the stand-up's part of that. I, I, like, I want the teams to freaking sit together, and I want them to talk to each other. Right. Uh, around Not around their families, yes, around their families, but around work, right? What are they doing to get things done for the customer? Do you, do you think that's too much? No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to boil down to my very vague and general concept of, hey, talk about problems, right? Like. Does that really help anybody? You know, um, to transparency, teamwork, like those are the things that well, I, think when I think about the value that has to happen because when you talked about the customer being there yeah. in those demos, that they actually need to be transparent with their thoughts and feelings and actually say, hey, I love this, or yeah, I really don't like that. It's got to change now. Well, would honesty or, be part and yeah. openness? Yeah, that's what, it was, what I was kind of morphing transparency into being honest, right? It's hard to be transparent if you're not honest. So a core attribute of agility would be being honest with each other, yeah. right? And, and that's, that's not just in written format. That's having the courage to look each other in the eye and say, that is what I wanted or that's not what I wanted. Right. Right. Or you wrote crappy code, Josh. Yeah. Step up your game. Yeah. Right. Okay. So if you're doing that, do you need a retrospective? I mean, if we're really doing that, it, like let's say we're we're yeah, you're right. we're, we're co-located, we're looking each other in the eye, we're talking about stuff that really matters from a from a value point of view. I wonder if we need a retrospective. Yeah, that, that's you're sort of reflecting all the time. That's always been the one thing that I've said that I'm willing to give on everything else but in agile except the retrospective. Me too, right? Me, because yeah. like like throw away the stand up, throw away whatever. I don't right. care. But at the end of the day. 
we have to take an honest look at what we're doing and identify to ourselves what we can do to get better. Because I believe that if you're not doing that, you've lost. It's continuous improvement. So, hold, yeah. so a core attribute, we hold yourself accountable. But if we're in this state, so if you're not in that state, then have a periodic retrospective. Right. But if you are honestly what dialoguing, you know, eighty percent honesty, eighty-five percent honesty right. most of the time, while you're sitting with each other, do you really need a special event? Maybe not. Yeah. Because it gets in the way. Right. Because right? it's not continuous. Right? right. It's every two weeks or three weeks or four weeks. Right. Whereas if I'm challenging you day to day, we're continuously improving what day to day. Right. So maybe it's sort of an option. I don't want to, but maybe it's optional. Depending how, how, how congruent, implement it? but how congruent we are in our. If we're really congruent in our discussions, we've talked about getting rid of a scrum master historically. Right. Yeah. If you're congruent, I mean, a scrum master's job is to put themselves out of work. Yeah. Right. So if you're really congruent, they don't even need to be there. Right. Uh, that that logic could be applied to to many of the ceremonies, maybe. What yes. about? I was thinking when when we were talking about this last time, I was thinking X. I'm not stuck on method, uh, but I think extreme programming got it years ago. I don't know if you've ever done XP. Bits and pieces. But but the bits and pieces of XP were simple. They were team focused. Yep. There was no. They had a customer. You know, their product owner was called a customer. Right. Right. They, you know, their car. You know, story cards came out of that. Keep keep your work as simple on cards. Uh, you know, collaborate heavily all the time. The, the biggest, the prime directive for those folks was what architectural integrity and, and quality integrity and you know things like refactoring, that term came out of the XP space, right. which was like, have the courage to build things right the first time, right? right? And, and hold your, you know, and don't be bullied into writing crap. Um, and I don't know what happened along the way, but I think, I think XP is really cro- close to what I think of as true agile. I'm not trying to hang my head on a method, Right, but if you think about it, and and for some reason we've gotten what Scrum happy, and then we've layered, we've put jelly, peanut butter and jelly on it, like what Scrum of Scrums, and no, no, but we've been yeah. laying all this framework <laughs> crap on it. We've been layering it like a cake, and we've gotten away from the essence of it. And I, I think the essence of agility XP captures a lot of that. Right, there was there wasn't a lot of BS in right. XP. They just didn't have the marketing. They. Well, but there wasn't a lot of BS. There wasn't a lot of meetings for their own sake. You know, there wasn't a lot of yapping your gums. It, there wasn't. There wasn't a lot of that stuff. And I see a lot of that stuff. Like grooming. Right. Backlog grooming can be what? It can be terrible. Yeah. In fact, probably it is. Eighty percent of the backlog grooming in the world is like this, this horrendous waste of time. Uh, and why not just talk about the work and and just get it done right. in simple terms. What else you got? So, so things like refactoring, I think you know, keeping code whole, continuous, and having tools, uh, test automation, that sort of that core development stuff. Uh, another thing I'm saying, and maybe I want I want to hear you react to it, is get back to the development roots. We've gotten into too much like project management and scalability yeah. and requirements management. The roots of agility was it was a developer play, and I'm not saying that testers don't matter. But let's get back to, you know, it's about software development, stupid. Why not? It's about technology. What do you think? So I see where you're going. Um, it has, so so to me, when I said that they didn't have the same marketing, I think people latched on to Scrum. And some of the issues that we've had in the past, we've talked about people that are trying to make a buck off of it, right? And they've tried to build a business around Scrum, whereas XP was, this is just how you get things done and get things done right, 
Yeah. And that's what it is. Um, so I, I I could buy that. And I'm not I'm not selling XP. Right. But I remember I mean it was simple it was small teams. And another thing that's happened is we ballooned do you notice nowadays that we balloon things up? So so agile ten years ago, fifteen years ago was no matter what the project was, you threw no more than how many people at it? Ten. Right. No matter what it freaking was, whether it was what, Obamacare or if it was a little, you know, ATM simulation or a little game on a phone, it almost didn't matter. You you didn't you didn't throw the folks sort of understood that you didn't throw what ten teams of ten people at it. You threw a small team at it, right? And you you, you chipped away at it by what by prioritizing what you worked on, right? And and you didn't just keep throwing teams. And nowadays, I mean, part of the the, the sort of the attraction of Scrum is we can have what a Scrum of Scrums. I, I can attack something with ten teams or twenty teams or thirty teams. It almost sounds waterfally. Yeah, trying trying to take the mythical man month approach to scrum and, and then say, all well, of the, hey, and then those teams. same conversations happen that happened in waterfall project management yeah. right you're talking oh the efficiency of my teams oh yeah. my god right the velocity we need to aggregate velocity across 10 teams i'm not trying to be too extreme but i'm saying there was something in the simplicity of xp that said you know generally we attack work with a team right right and and we get we get stuff done yeah 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 I mean, you even do it. I've done it. You, you've, you've done this. Yeah. At places where we work, we've attacked things for some reason. Again, it's our, you know, it's the fact we have what fifty engineers. You got to do something <laughs> with them. Yeah. Right. So you inherit fifty engineers. You inherit a code base the size of Montana. But I, 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 I sort of struggle with that. So I think one thing that you mentioned in there that gets lost a little bit and is always the first thing that I know you and I have to tackle whenever we step into a new company or we're coaching or helping somebody is actually coming up with real business priorities, you know, instead of everything's priority number one, right? Like that, that doesn't help anybody, um, of having a clear understanding of what truly is most important. I think that's to me, amazingly enough, that's like some of the biggest hurdles that I see folks have to jump over. And I, kind of don't understand it. Well, because you have this mass, right? It's part of it is the mass I'm talking about. You brought up small, what, like Valve, we were, we were talking about, what was the term? Un, open uh, allocation? Open allocation. Yeah. We were talking about Valve, um, GitHub, well, GitHub, yeah. and and these were these were companies that were relatively small. Spotify's a little different, they're yeah. growing, um, but but 37 Signals is another one of these companies that's less than 100 people, and they have what you know different products, probably one team per product. Yep. And they get stuck. They sell it. It has millions of you know. They have lots of users. They they have success, but they've kept the scale at relatively what small dimensions. Right. Right. Um, which is which forces the business to what back to what you were to just, actually make a decision to make a decision and to realize that we can't have everything. Right. Right, and, and and not to have this facade of oh we have five I can double my teams or trip. No, you have one team, you have one natural team, or two, whatever. But small, right, right. or relatively small execution. Gotcha. Okay. So maybe XP characteristics, and not just the traditional, 
you know, refactoring or unit testing. I'm not, I'm talking about those practices, but the spirit of XP, the spirit of XP got it, right? They, they, it was, it was, it was pretty small stuff and not, and not convincing ourselves. We almost like, uh, do you think once there was a framework wrapped around it that we got framework happy and like people started trying to apply that everywhere? Whereas XP was more of like, Guidelines or something like that. Just, just trying to figure out the difference. Well, I think you between hit, the two. But you said it earlier. It was what people were selling it. There's certifications around it. We're selling coaching on it. We're yeah. so uh, that's you're selling it. You're selling the coaching. You're selling the training. You're selling the certifications. It is a framework. Uh, it's sold as a framework. I don't think XP was sold as a framework. And and Ken Beck did something really wonderful. He threw it out there. For a few years, he would what answer questions sort of lightly, uh, very lightly, not in another book, but he would just talk. No, I didn't really intend that. I didn't think of that. Right. Uh, you know, it was. I really wanted to keep it simple, and but he threw it into the public domain, and it worked. Right. Right. He he wasn't trying to make funding uh, out of it, and he wasn't trying to scale it. I think any time we get to, any time we try to scale upwards, we we fool ourselves into thinking that. You know, I think agile scales, but I think what happens when you scale it is you break the spirit of it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you, you you almost inevitably break the spirit of it. You don't have to, but but as you scale it up, it becomes really hard to replicate the you know the spirit yeah. the spirit of agility, and, yeah. and people don't. And they look for they look for checklists. They look for tell me how you know they look for you know yeah the the five things I have to do five to be things agile. just shut up tell me what I have to do to be agile yeah. Right. Tell me what metrics I have to measure so I can measure it. And beat them. No, it's they have the simplest of view. This this DS simple view of you know it's it's software. Maybe another thing I'm leading into, and I'll shut up this time for Diane's sake, is we 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 have this tendency to think we continue to want to capture. So part of the frameworks is trying to capture this thing that's really challenging called what software de development and knowledge work. Right. We're trying to pigeon it in with a with a pen that says what? Frameworks. Everything works this way. That if you do it this way, you will magically have success. We continue to make that mistake. We made that mistake 50 years ago. And, we, and I think one of the breakage points in Agile is we continue to do that. That's why I have such a visceral reaction against safe. Right. Or dad. It's not that it's, you know, if you look at little sentences and words, there's some goodness in there. But overall, if you look at it, we're trying to what? We're trying to, to come up with a factory to build software. Right. It ain't a factory. Correct. I mean, yeah. I, I think Val, what, Val, does Valve try to solve the problem with factories? No. They try to probably solve the problem with people. Yeah. 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 That's good. So what else do we do? Simplest possible agile. I'm trying to think. What I wanted to bring XP into play. So I am the the three pieces that I think of are transparency, teamwork, and um, failing fast. Um, and to me that and I get into trouble because I try and use that terms like that to to be overbroad and to encapsulate continuous so integration, you know, so actually having the unit tests fail, fail quickly. How about experimentation? Quickly. Would you put, would yeah. be fail fast, would be sort of equivalent to experimentation? Yeah. Okay, so experiment fast. Learn, there learn okay. fast. Learn fast, gotcha, okay. Learn fast. 
and okay. learn in small chunks. Yes, but I like Phil. I like Phil because learn learn in a risky way. Yeah. Right? So it's not. So that's that. So one 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 leg of the stool for you would be that. Right. Is learn fast because you're not going to learn without failing. Right. Just don't be afraid. Don't don't get caught up in the muck. Just right. just do it and really learn quickly. Uh, your second your second one was. Teamwork, teamwork, transparency, and so this focus on teamwork. What's what's around? Give me more in teamwork. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that it's not like I've seen so many times where we've gotten into trouble where where we have one person trying to solve a problem, and they have the best intentions in the universe, but it just is harder. They get separated. They just don't communicate. They're off doing their own so thing. So swarming. People, yeah, yeah. So swarming. What about? Uh, um, gosh, what was I was going to say? What about? So I'm worried, and I, I like these three these three legs. Uh, but what about like goals? What about like accountability? Would, that, me, would that be the, in the teamwork? That's the transparency and honesty, right? Because we kind of roll those into one. Okay, so that's in the first one. So the teamwork is the swarming. Uh, it's the you know team based like like test driven development, right. pairing, uh, the conversation around the user stories, right. So that's in that middle, sort of that teamwork stuff. Yeah. I buy that, okay. And then transparency would also be the leadership-driven, like the goal orientation, yeah. right? We're all in this together. Yeah. Like, it, hey, this is what we're chasing. This is what we're chasing. Are you with us or do you need to leave now? Yeah. Right, so get on board. Would you buy that? This sort of the get on board, flaunt, yeah, get on the bus. Able, yeah. Okay, so that would be transparency. Yeah, because we're gonna be moving fast, right? So you're gonna either be left behind or so, so I, I don't think transparency does enough of that. So no, it doesn't. It doesn't. We need another word. So to be congruent leadership and transparency and honesty. I don't even know what congruent leadership really means. It's really aligned aligned <laughs> with, you know, you know, you're leading people. To me, congruency is, you know, there's no gamesmanship. There's not, like, you're not setting metrics up against folks. You're really a servant leadership. Right. I'm looking for other words to attach to transparency because I don't think it represents no. enough of what you were talking about. There. You're right. What other word could you attach to it? I don't know. Hopefully a Metacaster out there knows and can help us okay, in the that's, comments. So that's that's the three things that yeah. you're really hanging your hat to on. To me, that that's what I boil it down to. Okay. Right, is be honest, transparent with everybody. Your team members, the customer, yeah. every person involved. Teamwork through swarming, through just on helping, through being aware being honest with each other saying hey listen you're not getting your crap done here's how I can help you um, always helping first yeah. you know things like that and then learning fast that is continuous integration continuous improvement test driven development all that jazz well there was a notion in XP where it wasn't it wasn't explicit but it was they didn't talk much about managers so it was sort of the team was autonomous and management was for, was was like Kent Beck was on a team. He was writing code in a team, but he but and Ron Jeffries. But they also happened to be what old whiz and programmers, and they could speak upward to VPs and C level folks, and they did that. So they would also negotiate dates and things with them, like a project manager might. So there was a there there was no there was no Josh. I'm, yeah. a, there was no you. There specific yes in the building, but not as part of the team. Mm -hmm. So, do we need you as part of this? If we're getting back to the essence, do we need leaders in this three-tiered model? Do we need leadership? 
I'm trying to trigger off of like Valve, the, the discussion, right. the open allocation discussion. And, and, and I know we need maybe one or two leaders, but yeah. do we need... Do I would we, like to think not. I think if executed properly... So we don't need you. If, right. If, if executed properly, the answer should be no. Right. The problem is executing properly and those three legs of that stool that they're all... But to there. get back to some... We want to, we want to get rid of managers, not because they're bad... But because they're sort of what a, a, a connector, an umbilical to what command and control behavior, Correct. we actually want to put them out of jobs or promote them to wizen, you know, all-knowing, yeah. all-seeing, visionary being you in want the to company. Transform their role right into something less dogmatic. Right, and we haven't done that. Like almost with the frameworks, the scrums and things, we we found other you know we, coaches. Right. right, there's we we reframe people to scrum masters to. Scrum master of scrum masters. Yeah, to, think, think how many times you've answered the question, what do functional managers do in scrum? Yeah. How many times have you answered that question? Yeah. You know, I know when you and I were working, that was like a huge issue. And I'm not putting them out of work, to your point, in the transition, you need them to some, you know, to some degree, but ultimately, we should be getting, we should be just unfettering, mm-hmm. right? And, and they should be moving up to leadership or starting other teams on other projects. I mean, again, we shouldn't get hung up on being out of work. Right. Right. If the company's growing, you can be spinning up what? New projects. It's like being a scrum master. Yeah. Right. Like, you should be so good at your job and getting that team rocking and rolling. You have your choice. That of, you walk away from that team because they're on fire and yeah. they're just nailing it. And you go do it again. And you have choices of other teams because yeah. you can help them. It's just a question of how do I spin up another team. Right. Okay. I like this. I like this Metacast today. Yeah. Anything... It almost feels too lightweight, though. Is anything we've missed? I, I, Likely, and hopefully our listeners will smack us in the head and say, "Hey, dummies, you forgot about this." I think there's there's too much BS. Yeah. I really think there's yeah, and that's what I think is talking to us, right? Is all that stuff we've read and written and talked about um, and heard that you know trying trying to detach ourselves from all that propaganda that's out there saying this is this is really what it's about these three things yeah there's all that noise that's just distraction right it's like a backlog right there's there's the things that matter and then there's the rest that are just distractions right like you have a top 5 or top 10 items that's it don't worry about the other 185 items on that list gosh i wish i i remembered this i was i i belong to a kanban list a discussion group and david anderson said something out this morning, and he he was he was aligning perfectly with this topic from a Kanban perspective, and he had three things, believe it or not, he aligned. Yeah. And and, and I'm gonna I don't remember them off the top of my head. Metacasters, I'll I'll put them on the Metacast. I'll put a link there, but one of them was uh, wrap wrap it around uh, the first step of Kanban is just wrap the Kanban around what you're doing now, right? So don't don't try to have a yeah. stand up. Don't try to just just wrap what you're doing now. I think the second thing was make it visual. This is this is eerily sounding like what you're saying. Right. And the third thing was honor roles and responsibilities, and honor managers. So don't don't you know so don't berate them. Don't don't fire them. Don't embrace them. Just in, embrace roles and responsibilities, but but have this view of getting things done. Right. Just just start and very simply what well, just start turning the crank very quickly. And it, it's really sounding like transparency, uh, teamwork, visualization, 
the other thing he was he was saying with rap, what you're doing now is we get so we get so caught up and pick the perfect what five set of five or ten things you're oh if you're not you know if we're going to start Kanban we will, what what things do we start with yeah well there's this that's that's a slippery slope right and and it's even simpler than Scrum but he was he was saying the simple thing called Kanban folks are being too prescriptive we're actually bringing methods he said he was saying it's not a methodology. Don't the, even the fact that we say Kanban is a methodology, we start bringing what methodology baggage right. to it. And XP, I don't know if XP was a methodology. I think it was just a developer said, of, you know, some bright developers said this, this stuff works. Right. Right. If we put it all together, it sort of works. We build better code, mm -hmm. and we're happier. Yeah. And we're happy. Hap we're happy. Happier. We're happy, and we get and we get stuff done, and we build better code. Right. Right, and 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 we haven't been doing it that way for right. a long, long time. Cool. I'm I'm happy with this metacast. Yes, it was a very simple metacast. Number fifty. Uh, it was number fifty. Any, how do how do folks are we done? How do they get? Yeah. Do we stick we're, a fork in? Yeah. I think the fork. Metacasters, I want you to react to this metacast, uh, and and don't hit us with, you know, Scrum 109, and we need 800 things. Sort of go with our flow. Go with our flow, and what I mean, I'll hear resistance. That's fine. But what I'd love to hear is some simple things that we missed. Uh, the essence of agility, because I, I think there'd be value in us throwing out the toolkit that we talked about so long ago right. and replacing it with like, to Josh's point, forget all that BS, there's three things that you need to worry about, or there's four things. It's sort of like wax on, wax right. off, and, and, keep, and keep, 10 years from now, we, we could try all this. You can try. Kanban says try all this stuff. Have a backlog. Have a scrub. Do all the other crap, but never lose sight of what? The essence. Right. Of the value. So of the value. to me, what I've learned about really leading companies and building companies is that the value of strong corporate values and having those drive decisions that are made for the success of the business that... I think Agile should work the same way. That yeah. it has these like core values, that every decision is based on those core values. And you always you, go there first. Right. And if you always. make a decision that violates that, you're going in the wrong direction. That every decision should line up with those X number of core values. I, I, I buy it. Yeah. I buy it. Good Metacast. How do folks get in touch? How do they get in, how how, they get in well, touch with us, Josh? Bob, um, you can find us on www dot meta hyphen cast with the actual hyphen character we are on itunes please leave reviews we got a couple of reviews and that's helping us reach more people did you see the guy's reviewed. review that said he had listened to 20 metacast did yeah. you read that yeah and he said he got value from every metacast that is great wasn't that cool yes that was the coolest thing in the world to me yeah i was like whoever i forget your name it was an email thank you Thank you for listening to the Metacast. Yes. That's exactly just one person that gets value out of it makes it, from my point of view, makes it worthwhile. Yep. That's a cool comment. And by doing that, you help us reach other people in hopes of helping one more person because that's all we want to do. Um, so you can find us there. You can find us on Twitter, Meta-Cast, all spelled out, on Facebook. We're everywhere we can be. So please we've been having a couple of metacasts where we've been looking for engagement here trying to get feedback because we know we don't know everything um, even though bob talks a lot and sometimes it sounds like he does know everything because he doesn't I stop talking oh man i'm just hitting him with ooh, low blows and, and if the, diane was here she'd be like patting yeah, him in the back it'd be, be like a two-on-one 
we need to move our Metacast recording sessions back to your house. No, no, no way. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> uh, I'll have to like reprogram her or something. <laughs> so cool. So we want feedback, future topics, etc. And uh, just want to thank you for dialing in. So from beautiful downtown Raleigh, North Carolina. Yes. I'm Bob Galen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.